Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in for two seconds. Unbelievable. And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right. Uh, boys. Mm-hmm. That, uh, I don't even know where to start with that one. Um, not really any way to spin it positive at all that is just a it's a bad loss there's absolutely no other way to word it it's a bad loss one of the i don't want to be prisoner of the moment here but i would have i would bet that's a top 10 bill self big 12 loss of his career you guys think that's fair yeah, at least. Mean, it was yeah it was flat out ugly and ucf obviously just got shit pumped this weekend just not a very good team at all and Okay, you just seem dead. Typical Big 12 road game where you just you don't show up and play and you get someone bites you in the ass and just let them stick around. Um, they had they had a big lead at the end of the first half and then um, UCF goes on a 10-0 run and KU doesn't score for three minutes and they only end up being up eight when they could have been up way more than double digits. And yeah, terrible on offense. We'll, we'll get into it, but feels like you got three guys in there late in the game that don't even look to score or be aggressive. 60% of your offense where talked about it. I've said it all year. Like there's going to be games where they score like 50, 55, 60 points and it looks ugly. And we're going to be like, Oh my God, this team's terrible. Like KU fans melting down. Like there's going to be nights like that. You got two guys you have to worry about. And the other three are kind of just out there. I know KJ and Dewan play hard. We love them, but there's two guys that can score. It doesn't seem very hard to game plan. Um, guarding KU. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, AB, I guess before I go, I'll, you have any initial thoughts or should we just go off what he just said? Cause I've got, no, it's, I mean, it's just, it's really ugly. I mean, in a 14 minute span or 13 and a half minute span in the first half, they scored 37 points. What was the score at half? Is it 39, 32, something like that? Yeah. 35, uh, 20. I don't know. It, but they score. 35 points in a 14 minute fucking span and the other 25 minutes it's it's the same thing that i've been worried about all year long with this team they don't have an offense and it sounds insane because you look at the the roster and you've got two guys damn near averaging 20 points a game probably both all americans and a guy that we love at point guard and studs all around there's just there's talent everywhere but this offense as a unit is not good at all like it's not and we I mean, we were going to be number one in the country if we would have won tonight, but that's not going to happen anymore. And I, I honestly, like, I hate to say it, and I know it probably sounds emotional coming off a loss like that. We were never near the top three in the country. And we kept denying that the analytic websites that say we're more like a top 15, top 20 team, we kept denying that they, they might be right. And that, we struggled with fucking Eastern Illinois. They're 320th in Ken Palm. We struggled with Mizzou, who's sub 100. We struggle with Indiana, who's sub 100 in the net now. We struggle with fucking Yale for until the final five minutes of the game. Like, the, it's written on the wall, and it has been all year, and we just deny it because we keep winning these close games. This <laughs> offense is not fucking good, and it's yeah. a problem. There's no answers to it. Yeah, I mean, there it it is concerning, and I can already see it in the comments. Like, Dewan is going to catch all sorts of uh, shade. I think people are probably – as frustrated as they've been with the one and maybe his entire career. And like, I, we love him. We know what he is. He is what he is, but like flat out, he has to be better. You, we're not going to win games, especially big 12 road games. If Dewan Harris plays that way. And yeah, like, like B turn said at the beginning with El Marco, just not, I mean, the past two games, he's just essentially been doing cardio, like just not affecting the game at all. And it's a problem. It really is a problem to go from. I mean, when you look back at some of the best Bill Self teams ever, you think about the backcourts to have two guards, the guys that should technically have the ball in their hands the most often, neither of them can create a shot. It is it is pretty scary because we know what Dewan is. It's not going to switch overnight. Um, 
And so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of where I'm at. I, it's kind of the first time where I'm like truly a little frustrated with Dewan. Yeah. And back to El Marco, he attempted zero shots tonight. I know late, I think there was about four minutes left. He caught one baseline wide open, could have shot a floater, didn't even look at the rim. So Dewan caught a bunch of passes on the perimeter, doesn't look to shoot. I mean, it was wide open jumpers. Kind of made me think of the Kentucky game where we needed late buckets from someone besides Hunter and Kev and yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> Hunter and Kev and Dewan stepped up, stepped into some threes and nailed them. Dewan did. And so he didn't even look at the rim. I know late, even when Hunter hit that three, Dewan had one on the left wing, swung it to Hunter, Hunter hit it. But Dewan doesn't even look to score. Um, I think he had six assists in the first half. So he ended up, I think he ended up with eight. Um, so he obviously facilitates. We know he's going to do that. Um, just you would think a senior point guard who the staff has been tough on with shooting it more, being more aggressive, you would think at this point um, would kind of step up and I guess fill into that role where you're taking more shots, um, getting downhill, getting to the rim, making floaters, finishing around the rim. Like you can facilitate all you want, but this team needs their senior point guard to step up and score it a little bit, especially when you don't have another guard that can score it. You have a wing and a big, um, yeah. you need a guard that can go and, I hate saying this, but there's obviously a guy we recruited this off season that it just losing that scholarship just kills because there's so many guys in the portal that they could have went and got a guard that could go score, a guard that could, could create his own shot, um, and just losing. Which it. yeah, I mean, but that's also that's on the staff. That's on that's what you get when you take a risk on a guy that has a bad history and he turns out to be a bad dude. Like it sucks. Um, it is wild when you see Dewan go down and he's hurt, like he's cramping or whatever. And it's like, we don't have anybody else on this roster to play point guard. Like it, El Marco's clearly not there. Um, so yeah, it, it is all very concerning. Now, AB, you, you had a rant there where it seemed like you're going pretty full, like meltdown, not that you're wrong to, but you know, I tweeted right before we hopped on here that, Yes, this is bad. We should be melting down. This is a disaster. This is an all-time bad loss. But at the same time, this is what happens every single season, does it not? Like, I know we don't see this bad of a loss, but you have the TCUs of 2013. You have the Oklahoma States of what year was that? 2019. I mean, you have really, really bad losses, but yeah, there, there's definitely, so I'm trying to decide like how, how deep is this meltdown? Because I don't know. I, I still think this team could figure it out. Uh, but man, losing to losing to central Florida is, is tough to come back from. And it feels like, you know, I said last episode, like, I think a two to three losing three of five or two of four, like, it feels like we will do that. And We've got a top 10 team coming out on Fieldhouse on Saturday that I know, A.B., you're not a believer in, but (laughs) I don't know. This team's got to figure it out, and they got to figure it out quick because it's it's only going to get – this is our easy stretch of conference play. So Yeah, I think think the difference – and, you know, I probably will be wrong with this because Bill always figures it out, but I think the difference with this team struggling and losing a bad game in conference, yeah, it may happen often – the other teams don't struggle with the teams I mentioned before. Like the past KU teams, they're not hanging tight with 30, 320th ranked Eastern Illinois for 35 minutes of a game. Like they're just, there's been concerns and we've ignored them. I think partially right, partially wrong. And they might still be wrong. Like who knows? Maybe Furphy continues to ascend and they figure out spacing. They figure out how to play. Dewan settles down a little bit and, you know, we, bounce back to what we probably should be top 20 ish on offense rather than top 50 or whatever. We're about to be when Ken Palm updates in five or 10 minutes. And I'm, I'm refreshing rapidly to let you guys know, but it's, it's just, it's not, I don't know when we lost to TCU in 2013, I wasn't worried going into that game because cookie stop it. That, that team got a damn cat rubbing her chin against my laptop. Like it's a scratch toy. I'm trying to talk about KU basketball. Don't forget that team lost three straight games. That TCU was no, part of a three-game yeah, yeah. losing streak. Yeah, for sure. So, like, and again, it happens every year. But that team beat Ohio State on the road. You know, like there, it's just I don't know. Yeah. And we have good wins too. Like, I'm not saying yeah, we no, don't. that's what's like, so hard. It, the, the thing that really frustrates me though, and we see it 
almost every game is this KU team manages to look like both the best team to ever play college basketball and the worst team to ever play college basketball in the same 40 minutes twice a week. It's insane. It's, like dude, that stretch that they had in the middle of the first half was one of the best stretches of basketball I've ever seen. And I then know. they come out and it's like a JV, like JV. What I was, team. what I was going to say is like losing <sighs> is bad, but I think what's worse is to be up 35 to 19 against yes. UCF and then lose by how I mean, we lost by like four points, five, six points. So that was a just, you can't get outplayed for that long against that bad of a basketball team. Like that, yeah. This too is crazy. Yeah, Tony Dawkins through his zone. It's like they'd never seen anything in their life. It's it, it's Which, beyond frustrating. Man. Why and does every team? Zoned up. Yeah, get zoned up all the time now. Why would you not every game? It so I don't know. Uh, I mean, Hunter had twelve and four. He had four rebounds. I didn't think that was even a possibility in a single game at KU. But he didn't. Him and Hunter or him and Kev didn't get touches at the end at all. Kev hit a three to. I forget what it cut it to. Um, but cut it to, uh, I think 57, 56 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then we but took yeah. the lead right Kev's, up. Right Kev's up. the only guy that showed up. But, yeah, they they let UCF go on a 10-0 run. Like, instead of being up 15-20, they were up six with five seconds left. They got a putback. Um, Kev scored, hit a jumper at the end of the half. So, they could have been up 15. That's maybe the difference of the game. But, yeah, the issue with me is, like, those older teams where we melt down and they lose game, like the Ochai year where they lose the TCU late, we melt down. Like, I, we didn't really have many worries with those teams. With this team, we've had these worries even as we're winning games and only have one loss. So all these worries that we've been talking about kind of came to fruition tonight where they don't have a third guy that can score it. You can kind of key on Hunter in the post, double him. The team's kind of let KJ roam around um, and obviously key on Kev too. So other guys got to step up from a scoring standpoint. And who's that going to be? Like, yeah. KJ can get put back dunks, put back layups, but it's not a guy that's going to stretch the floor, hit 15, 20 footers. Like, we just know that. So, no, who is, who's going to be the third guy? The, the long two in the first? game was bananas. But yeah, so like, if you're looking for. That broke for a, the backboard. <laughs> it was crazy. It's like, oh, long two. It's what we drew up here. But no, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Furphy. I think we're all in agreement to that. We saw flashes in the first half. Like, I was very excited. For Furby, to play and then and then doesn't play or doesn't do much after that um and yeah i i you know nothing was working tonight so i'm not going to sit here and criticize bill self but like was weird that they're in a zone and that el marco probably got more second half minutes than furphy i'm not positive on that but he definitely played down the stretch which i just didn't make a whole lot el marco it it's sucks because he was awesome against wichita state and i really thought he turned a corner and boy has it gone downhill so i don't know i guess if you want to take one positive away from this game is that johnny furphy showed flashes of being like he could be the missing piece but the problem is i think we have more than one missing like i think there's more to it than just a missing piece Furphy Um, had nine points yeah yeah Yeah, marco didn't take a shot he didn't Take a shot the whole game. He played however many. He somehow was always in there until tonight um, down the stretch, even in tight games. So, Bill, I don't really pay attention too much defensively. Like, I don't know how good El Marco is defensively, but it's either Bill wants him in there to guard or Bill wants him in there to go pro, which he obviously doesn't look like a pro. And Furphy, we've talked about it. Like, Furphy gets out there, is kind of fearless, will take jumpers, will drive to the lane. Um, You have to play him right now over El Marco. Like, you need a – scoring threat a guy that can shoot it from the outside a guy that defenses actually have to pay attention to like Elmar, like you said he's out there doing cardio he's not facilitating he's not like a lockdown elite defender he's not shooting the basketball at all doesn't even look at the rim so you have to play a guy that can shoot it a little bit and a guy that's not afraid like i know he's a freshman too but that was that was obviously el marco's first big 12 road game and he didn't contribute at all and he He's almost been as bad as you could be since the Wichita State game where we were hyping him up and yeah. It yeah, I what I can't figure out though is like let's say that Furphy does turn a corner or even El Marco. Let's say El Marco starts to average, you know, 8 9, I don't think that's happening. So let's say it's Furphy because I think Furphy could. He's shown the most flashes. Uh 
it still to me though, I feel like not to pick on Dewan, but like I still feel like it this season kind of hinges on if Dewan Harris can be better because he he just has not. It's been a weird year from the jump. And A B, I kind of like I think what you said at the beginning where we've kind of been in denial where it's like, well, the analytics say we suck. And we had so many good wins. And we're like, well, we beat these teams, we beat these teams. And like, it's kind of how it's felt a little bit with Dewan. It's like, we've all kind of noticed, oh man, Dewan doesn't quite look like you would think a senior returning after starting two straight years. But in his defense, he's got to be tired. He doesn't get to sit because we don't have anyone else to put out there. And so that's concerning because it's only January. And if this team wants to make a run, Dewan Harris is going to have to be really, really good. People are asking if he had too much Sunny D on the plane and it messed him up for the game tonight. Maybe. That, I'm, I'm open to all sorts of theories. That sponsor could be cooked. Also, well, Sunny D let, might let's, be out. Let's, let's have a conversation here. I mean, let's not act like they didn't beat Tennessee, Kentucky, and UConn. UConn. I mean – I mean, yeah. are we they lucky have, to be one and one in the league right now? Yes. But also, if we lost to TCU on Saturday, we would have won tonight. I promise you. Yeah. It just, <laughs> we knew, I think I want to go back and find my clips because when old AB was saying we're not losing a game till February, I was like, we are due. <laughs> like, you just can't keep getting away with what we were getting away with. It was, yeah. and the thing that sucks, <laughs> I thought we were going to win the game. I really did. Oh, when we went up. <laughs> When we went up one. Oh, I thought it was over. Yeah. It was like, this is what these guys do. They sleepwalk, 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 and then they just make plays late in the game. <laughs> Brutal. I can't even remember how. I guess a turnaround jump hook by a guy that doesn't hit oh my those God. shots well, has killed us. And, what, um, what, it, it just happens every game. Every game that's tight, there's one or two guys on the other team that just has a career night and does things they never do against anybody else. This Diallo dude's a 50% free throw shooter. He's like Udoka Azubuki. And I don't know what his final line from the free throw line was, but I promise you he made more than 50% of them. It felt like he made every single one he took. Well, Sellers was a 25% three-point yeah. shooter coming into the game. I think he went four for seven. I yep. What's going on with Timberlake? He was fighting people after the game. I've seen like three comments in the chat. Well, he was in the crowd. Did, did you see the part where he was in the crowd? I don't know. After it was like the, first early half. in the game. Oh yeah. yeah, I didn't see that, but I'm um, not came to from har- behind and like stole the ball and then fight. Not, not to harp on him anymore than like we have all year, but good God, I don't think he could have. I don't think you could be worse than he's been. From uh, a shooting standpoint, he he catches the ball in transition too and fumbles it every single fucking time. One ball fumbles it, know. misses the layup, misses the dunk. He kind of got bailed out with the foul, but. Can't make layups, can't make jumpers. One ball just went off the top of his head. Now, mm-hmm. I think it was maybe a bad throw, but uh, the ball, you don't see guys just lose a ball off the top of their head on a fast break very often. That's so. kind of that's kind of why it's tough to be tough or mad at Bill for playing El Marco because no one off the bench is really separating themselves. Like, yeah, you can say Furphy should play more, should play over him. It's not like Furphy has been lights out all year. Like, yeah, maybe he's been a smidge better than El Marco. But what is he doing drastically better than El Marco? So it's like Bill, I don't know. Like you can't really it, be too tough on Bill. Yeah, no, I he's like he's just juggling a bunch of guys that haven't been very good. And I think I don't I, I think you have to accept that neither of them have taken the big enough jump yet. So but I think like to me in this game, it just felt so obvious that. Furphy was the guy to be in that game to one. If you're going to take a chance on a guy late in the game and I don't know, it's like we said, we don't notice all the small things bill does. We aren't in the huddle. We don't see all the little things like setting a screen, right. Or boxing out or missing a rebound or, or doing the right thing on a switch on defense. But like, I was shocked how much he trusted El Marco late in that game. And uh, I'm just dying thinking about AB talking about the first half of the Big 12 schedule. Oh my God. Like we he thought should, this UCF game wasn't. I know. We thought this UCF game wasn't even part of the schedule. I made fun like, of you guys for saying it was going to be a battle. <laughs> and then I woke up this morning. I was like, boys, it's going to be a fucking battle. We're going to. Can we? I didn't think we'd lose. But okay. I, I do want to add Go one ahead. more thing on this El Marco and Furphy thing. It doesn't matter what we think. They're going to keep playing 25 minutes a night. At least El Marco is. Yeah, I know. That's like, what I was going to say. And yeah. honestly, like, 
we're talking now on how to win game to game. Like, obviously, hmm. Furphy, if we wanted to win the night, and that was the main goal, Furphy probably would have been in for more than he was in. I don't think that's what Bill cares about right now. I'm not saying he wants to lose, but this team isn't going nowhere if El Marco doesn't take the next step. Like, they're just not. Yeah, but and yeah, so I like, agree. So Furphy's going to have to as well if that's your follow. But, like, we they can't just, like, forget about El Marco. Like, we're talking like, about we need to have if, depth. We need to have, like, you a backup pin, point guard. But, like. Can you pin know. Brady Vaughn's comment at 838, the first one? I mean, didn't know that, that, but it makes sense because he looked off tonight, body language wise, and just playing. Like, and it didn't make sense to hold him out as long as we did. Okay, banana land moment of the week, and it's only Wednesday. The announcers questioning whether Hunter Dickinson should play the last minute thirty with four fouls. I was screaming. Take him out. I mean, take him out for thirty seconds. Let him sit for. They talked about it for two minutes. Wouldn't like it, it was go. a. This is a tough decision for Bill. I I kind of respect it though. And then they kept being like, if well, he fouls the out, there's like a minute a, left. <laughs> it was crazy. ESPN Plus just never fails. I knew, once too. I saw ESPN Plus, I knew the game would be tight, just like the TCU game. I don't know what I, it is, but there's so much about ESPN Plus that I guys find better time. announcers. The announcers are bad. Their halftime's bad. The halftime is like you might as well be in the arena watching the big screen at halftime with the stupid shit that they put on there. It's Big Twelve commercials. It's school commercials for the teams playing, and it's like backups for UCF trying to figure out what's inside the box in front of them. I couldn't stand it. And you can't I, channel because it's ESPN Plus. You have to go to a damn different app. I can't I'm believe ESPN Plus doesn't. I can't believe ESPN Plus doesn't sell ads. What are we hey, doing? Why are we? Why are we watching loops all day? But let me tell you something. I'd rather watch a loop than the stuff they're showing at halftime. Say, oh, this event's in a break. We'll be back in and just have a countdown. Or give us YouTube TV Zen for all I care. That's the best. Can we play the uh, female announcer's call of Kobe Bryant's pick six right now? Let's just let's just try to do Kobe it ourselves. Kobe Bryant. He's down <laughs> Interception. Interception. As he's at the 20 walking into the end zone. Kansas is going to win. I don't even know if that's what she – it takes her 30 seconds. She's just, tell everyone. I, I just picture her like trying to think of like a word or something, like a big <laughs> word. He's like running it in the end zone. She just realizes it. One oh, other thing for me is the, the announcers. Oh my God, I almost lost my mind. Coming out of <laughs> halftime, they're talking about how there were KU fans there. And they were like, and this almost this almost feels like, you know, when Vegas got pro sports teams and everyone wanted to go to Vegas when their teams were there? This oh, is what no. it feels like with UCF joining the Big 12. I almost lost my mind. You cannot compare Orlando, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada as if they're similar destinations. Orlando sucks. It does. Like, unless you have a Disney fetish, then yeah. yeah. Unless you are a child or into Disney World, I don't know what would take you to Orlando, Florida. Did you guys feel like embarrassed watching that at the end? It felt like a their crowd and like bench vibe was like kids was, sports where the underdog that never beats the other team might win and it was bad it, it felt it, like tcu when uh bill said the topeka ymca like it was yeah and yeah ucf's not nearly as bad as that tcu team but i had very similar vibes when we got down seven nothing i was like this doesn't feel like a conference game this team doesn't feel like a real team and we're gonna fucking lose to them how many points like did we score game? tonight 60 huh? 60, yeah, 65, 60. So we scored 25 points in the last 23 minutes. It was 35, 19. Really bad. After not scoring for the first four minutes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think the worst part about this loss is not even just the loss overall. It's the fact that for 23 minutes, we were that bad. Like, that 23 minutes that we just played, we scored 23 points. Or wait, did we score 23 points in the second half? I don't know, something like that. Maybe We had 37 and a half, so yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying we had 35 with, like, we had 34 Three minutes. minutes. Yeah. Thir- yeah, so we scored 25 points in the last 24 minutes. So let me say something. I wanted to say this earlier when the Dickinson knee issue, and I'm sure it's minor, but if you want to get real negative here, this team is really, really starting to feel like the preseason oh number one 2019 Kansas team, 2019, 2018, 2019, because if you remember, and they beat a Tennessee team, they they whooped Michigan State in a Champions Classic. Grimes went off. But then Udoka got hurt. And if Hunter Dickinson is unhealthy at all, 
this season will flip just like that season flipped where that team ended up being what? Uh, were they a three seed? Could bring Uday two? back. They lost by four seed. Yeah, four seed lost by a thousand points to Auburn. A thousand. I mean, how many oh. if how many points are we scoring at Iowa State and at Houston? I'm telling you, dude, there's going to be a lot of these games. Like somehow KU's going to have to grind them out and get stops defensively and rebound. But oh my, there's going to be like at, at Hilton, we're going to score in the 50s. At Houston, we might score in the 40s, 50s. Like it's tough to predict that now, but I'm just saying there's going to be some ugly games. That's why I feel like, Ryan, me and you were kind of just like, there's no, there's no just giving this team wins. Cause like AB just talked about it, the Eastern Illinois game. I know that was. You're, it's going to be tough to get up for that, but you should coast in that game no matter what. And so I just, I don't give, I'm not going to give this team any games. Like I said last week, I'm not going to even give them Cincinnati. I'm not, I'm definitely not giving them OU this weekend when every game's tight. I know they found ways to win games late, but now you're dealing with a potential Hunter Dickinson injury. So I'm not going to give this team any wins. Yeah, and Brady Vaughn is making some other good points. We might just need to make him the fourth chair. Um, mm-hmm. Come on. It is stunning. In a world of basketball that has shifted to heavy three-point focus, you know, they, they all the old heads say, oh, Steph Curry's ruining the game because all the kids like to only shoot threes. <laughs> Why don't we have anybody that can make threes? Why are we constantly a team that can't shoot? Why do we keep having Dewan Hunter make them? Like, That's what's annoying. Two of our last three point guards, Dewan, Marcus Garrett, and Do- I guess Dotson was in there. Dotson was good. He just didn't shoot. Yeah. From but a even at a good clip. Like, how do we keep getting this many guys that can't shoot? I mean, even McCullers kind of figured it out this year, but El Marco can't shoot. I KJ cannot shoot. Like I just, I, well, it's weird. Can shoot. It's, it's wild, dude. Like wh- how do you end up with a team this bad? It's just, we said it from we the had Grady last jump. year. That's about it. I'm I, like Ke- Jay will didn't shoot it as well as he had hoped. I mean, he still had a good year. Um, Kev didn't shoot it as well as he hoped. It's kind of why he's back. So yeah, we, I mean, we really have it. Um, obviously what D- detail Malik. Our best, shooters, I mean, our best shooter is seven foot two. Other well, than I was, I, I was going to say, there's a comment. We, <laughs> yeah. we did go out and recruit a guy that's a career 40% three point shooter. And he just fell straight on his face. The moment he stepped in foot Lawrence. That's true. Yeah. So, that's a good I point. Mean, and, and you have Johnny Furphy, but and and, he is a good shooter, but. And the guy that shot 40 plus percent, like every year at Towson. I know it's not. That's, that's what I, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, nice. I thought you were talking about Hunter. Jesus. No. <laughs> Good night. Welcome to the conversation, B turn. Um yeah. he's what's um what's Timberlake this year? Someone said earlier, 25. I'd be surprised if he's 25. Old. Um yeah, 25% from three would be a uh <laughs> dub. Him going one of three the other day probably upped his percentage by 10%. I love how I doubled down AP's comment <laughs> about Timberlake. I didn't even know he was talking about him. <laughs> going into going into tonight, he was shooting twenty eight percent from three. Nicholas Timberlake was, and he was zero for no, yeah, zero for one tonight. That's what sucks is you can say it's not a about big 25%. sample size, but if he stepped up and was hitting jumpers and finishing around the rim and defending, he would be playing over El Marco. And so would- this this comment here, I agree wholeheartedly. We couldn't expect Timberlake to do what he did at Towson exactly. A, open shots are the same if you're in Lawrence, Kansas, or Anchorage, Alaska. An open three is an open three. But second of all, I forgot where I was going. Mario. <laughs> second of all. I completely forgot where it's I was really, going. It's really dark in it. Oh, no, 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 no. Here, here's what I was going to say. Yeah, 40% at Towson isn't 40% at KU. But with some of the non-con games that we had, some of the non-con opponents we had, like – you can't tell yeah, me that. Oh, yeah. I know he I keep bringing them up, but like Eastern Illinois and Manhattan, like these teams aren't beating Towson. Like it, they, he had his chances against competition that he's used to, or even lower than what he's used to, and was and really, really bad. Yeah. And the comment from L Man, dude. I mean, I think Kevin McCullough is going to go in the first round. Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm not saying that we don't have an NBA player on our team, but is it? I guess what I should say the is draft class is so weak. 
how many guys on this team will play more than five years consistently on an NBA team? Probably Furphy, hopefully. Like get a second contract. And I guess I guess we're El Marco. El Marco's gonna figure it out. I don't know if it'll be this year, but he's gonna play in a league. He's gonna be a I hope a first round pick one day. McCuller. So yeah, okay. Never mind. L man guy, L man dude. I think we got some NBA guys. They're just not playing like it. Not anywhere close. Uh, let's see. What if you guys had to predict right now after this loss, how many Big Twelve losses do they end up with? I was going to ask the same. AB, you got to answer this one. I st- I I was going to say no way. Here's the recipe. It's it's the same as every twelve year. and either, six sounds great. You're either nine and zero or eight and one at home, and you hope to go four and five on the road. And right there is. It's 13 and five. Yep. And here's the thing. And I know it's really hard to believe this right now. We will go steal a road game that we have no business winning. I don't know oh, yeah. if, if it's at Houston, if it's at Baylor, I don't, I don't know where it'll be, but we lost to TCU at Allen Fieldhouse last year by last 25 week. points. And then we went in and won at TCU. We flipped those games. Like we will hopefully flip this script. We will get one back. I still think 13 and five is where we'll finish. And I think we'll win the conference going thirteen and five. But it's uh, so what? So what's your you're saying six? I think I'd be happy with twelve and six. I think so I what, mean it's the best conference in the country. We still so got just eight, rattle off eight, the eight five more road long. games. Um, we'll lose the we'll definitely lose to Houston once. I'm not saying mm. Houston's a wagon, but they're gonna make it tough on us at least one game. I think we'll lose to Baylor once. We'll lose at Iowa State. That's four. Um, I need. I can't even think of the teams in the league. BYU. How many times do we play them? Once or twice? Just once at home. See, we're giving us home wins too. Like, are we gonna get, are we gonna run the table at home? Nine and zero in the in the league. When you got Baylor, you got Oklahoma. You got. We'll probably lose. Are we at OU? Yeah, we are late in the year. Yeah. I, I bet we'll, I bet we'll lose one of the at Oklahoma. Like. We'll lose in Stillwater or Norman. So what I'll tell you, I will if agree. We, if we lose if we, in Stillwater, we're not losing in Stillwater. We have to – okay, here's the deal about Stillwater and West Virginia. Those, both almost, those teams are worse than UCF is, at least on Ken Palm, pretty significantly. Both of them are sub-100 teams. You just – you're going to win those two games. Do you the see team, us going into those arenas and controlling the game, though? Yes, yes. Gallagher-Ival will have, be like 60% full There's like no it way. always is, even though they claim it's one of the best places be to better. play basketball. How Guys, good is Baylor? how good is Baylor? Yeah, B turn. We're, we're falling in the trap that we fall into every year, and the fan base does. Twelve and six is not a bad record in the league. It's I not. Know, I'm just saying we're not losing Oklahoma State or West Virginia. That's, no, but that's like us just sitting here being like at Iowa State, loss at BYU, loss. Like, well, they're going to lose just, three or four road games. Is kind of my point. Yeah, I know. Five and I'm four just, on the road. I'm just saying, yeah, we will 100% go 12 and 6 or worse if this team doesn't improve, but like we will improve. We will be better. We will steal a win, whether that's at BYU, at Iowa State, at Baylor. I don't know what it'll be, but we will. I don't know. I If you're going be... to that second half of the Big 12 schedule with two losses, I think you'd probably lose six. Those last yeah. 10 games, I mean, at Bramlage will be really tough. Like, K-State's not a bad team. They have a couple good players. They just went into Morgantown, and that was – I'm not saying we're even with K-State, but that was a one-point spread. Like, West Virginia actually has some decent players. They got Jesse Edwards, Kier Creesa, um, Raekwon Battle, who was really good at his previous school. I forget where he went. He came from a mid-major, but – Also, K-State just beat UCF by twenty-five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. I so- don't know. Um, Ken Palm projected 11 and seven before Big 12 play even started, right? I'm not saying they're right, but now you're one and one and could have been 0 and two. I'm not trying to say we should have lost to TCU like they won the game, but man, yeah, five and four on the road is great any year. It feels, I mean, you have a winning record on the road, and then maybe we eight and one at home, so you're 13 and five. Yeah, okay, here we go. Like, that's where that's where i'm going like the next how many of those how many of those do you actually think we lose because i i mean maybe iowa state and i know i i guess i can't say this anymore because i was the same way with ucf and we just lost that but i just 
even past Bill Self teams, when they have a bad road loss, a bad conference loss, bad non-com, whatever it is, they don't usually have two like historically bad losses in the same season. And this, I mean, I'm telling you guys, losing at Oklahoma State or at West Virginia would be a probably much more significant loss than losing how we did tonight. Is Oklahoma Just State based really? on analytics and stuff. Yeah, Oklahoma State's 103rd. What's in West, West Virginia, at? 145. Yeah, these teams are not very good. And Jesse Edwards lo- is hurt too. He didn't play last night. Who knows how long he's out? Um, we lost the game. The- can't lose, and now we have to go win all the games we have to win. Like there are no, <laughs> there's no margin for error in those cupcake games. Now we just we. Right? Do all- you do you hand us the win Saturday against OU? Like, are we definitely winning that game in your mind? Uh, no, absolutely not. Definitely, there's no definitely with this team. <laughs> but we. <laughs> Here's the thing that I have me, and this makes no, there's no logic to this, but like, haven't we won? I wish Adam Sullivan was here with stats for us. Oh but like, haven't God. we won like 30 plus games in a row at Allen Fieldhouse against OU? Like, it's something crazy. And if I don't know if you remember, we were up like, we were down like 14 last year in Allen Fieldhouse with in like Frank's senior year, seven minutes to play, five minutes to play, something crazy. And we came back and won. It was just one of those classic. So, yeah, OU. <laughs> Oh, is, is scared. Oh, so why is there so much Bryce Thompson talk? Because he's going to rain. He's going to hit uh, six threes against us. Bryce Thompson's not the answer to this. He team. will have one. He will have one. No, he's talking about Oklahoma State. He said, Bryce I know, Thompson's but earlier, earlier, somebody said the things I would do to have Bryce Thompson on this team. It's like, that is not what we need. We do not need long twos mid range game, but. 2019 is not a bad comparison because the way Bill talked about Quentin Grimes, it's kind of how he talked about El Marco and we kind of had high hopes for him, which it's kind of tough because El Marco wasn't going to start. <laughs> oh boy. In that one. Yeah. We're coming in a hot boys. <laughs> yes. The meltdown is on. That's how you melt down. Derek. Keep oh, them coming yeah. boys. <laughs> oh man. I don't know the net. When's the next year we were going to make the tournament. Because a lot of uh, these guys will probably have Hunter back next year. Furphy 2030, back. 2030, I think oh, at, we at could. Best, yeah. A couple good recruiting get, years. Are we still going to get the – couple coaching uh, cycles. What do you say? <laughs> I mean, yeah, really. They were dead. I mean, he just commented again, but they looked asleep tonight. That happens a lot on the road. Like, they – sure, they expected to go in there and dominate. They just saw UCF lose by 25. Uh, do we think it happened? changes We anything? played so good for a stretch. Do we think it changed anything that they were in Orlando for two nights instead of just one? I, I, I'm just simply asking. They had to leave early because of the snowstorm that came through. And I don't know, throw off their the routine, party. whatever it is. They haven't played many road games so far. I guess they've played neutrals. So I was just going to say traveling, being in Orlando, period, probably sucked in that they yeah, just I'd, – I'd simply ask them to look at the Weather Channel app and search Lawrence, Kansas, while they're in Orlando <laughs> and ask – and to tell me right now that they'd rather them? be in Lawrence. <laughs> I don't know. Mine's always fucked. I think you're good. Do you, yeah. No. Who Who are some former Jayhawks that would have the most fun in Orlando for two nights? Brandon Green. Jeff Graves. Oh God, BG. <laughs> no, dude. Jr. Giddens. Absolutely. We have. Would. There's so many strip clubs down there. I don't know how long we have to wait, but we got to get someone from the 2016 team on here to tell Brandon Green stories. So I think we could get Dot. Well, we can just get or not yeah. Dot. Who was uh? <laughs> Who was telling us that he had? Oh no, that was Andrew Vic. That Wiggins. Was, Andrew Wiggins, was, it was. Yeah, it was Wiggins. Yeah. No, it was Vic. It was Joel Vic Embiid? stories that Dot was like he had stories oh, on Vic, but then he never he didn't tell him on the pod. <laughs> we just need I to get it. we need to get Skinny Chris on here and just tell BG stories. Yeah. Okay. He, he's due for an appearance. He is due. Let's. <laughs> I don't know where to wrap this up, but I'll, I'll wrap it up right here. This question, Tyshawn. Yeah, he would have had fun. Uh, it's no, I don't think we do, L man, dude. I don't think we hang a banner. Maybe, uh, I got us winning the NIT, though. <laughs> Are we a one seed? What region will we be in? In the I guess there aren't regions. Well, Houston will be above us. That's why they were above us in the latest bracketology. He knew we were going to lose tonight. <laughs> I was triggered by that, and I still am. There was, would no... we still be a one? Hey, guys, wins? breaking, 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 breaking. 
Please be something. Houston. Houston only lost by four points last night, and KU lost by five points last night. So remember yeah. that when it when mid March comes around, and we're that, watching that the, one the point alone show. drops us to the four line. Mm. Uh, so that'll be more competitive. I am begging Ken Pomeroy to update his fucking website, dude. <laughs> Game ended forty five minutes ago. Is he? Does he even care anymore? Oh. Start running around. The meltdown's getting good. We're questioning, More. like our our guy Brady, questioning if we'll be a. Uh, what if we were overseas right now? We hmm. will not be. I I will make a personal promise. This team will be a one, a two, a three, or a four seed. I promise. <laughs> I guarantee it. Clip it. Put it out on social. I threatened to cut off my foot. When I said that David McCormick would be a national champ, good basketball player at one point, and boy, did it take a while. But he my foot is safe. Than, more than good, elite. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend this positive one last time. I really haven't, but I'm gonna spend it again. We have a stretch coming up where we could win four of our next five, right? At OSU, at West Virginia, at Iowa State, but then you have OU, and who's the other home game? Cincy? I don't know. Cincy, right? Yeah, so you got to assume that you win at OSU, you win at, at West Virginia, you win the two home games, and if you can just beat Iowa State, just go beat Iowa State, and all of a sudden, you I feel like we are back in, I don't know if I'd say driver's seat, but... <laughs> Everyone's going to beat up on each other. We know that about the Big 12. Like, that's all I'm saying. If you flip, yeah, if you flip Iowa State and Central Florida, if we're talking in a month and we have one loss and it was Central Florida or in another world we beat Central Florida, but then we lose to Iowa State, like, we could live with that. So, like, maybe it's a lot to ask, but I do think we could win the next five games. Yeah. I don't, I guess with the OU game, I'm kind of just, I feel like I know it's going to be competitive. Like it's going to be a tight game this Saturday. I'm usually it goes our way in Allen Fieldhouse. So, but I don't see KU just running away with it. And I hope Hunter's good. I mean, if he's not, if he's 70, 80%, I don't know what he is right now, but it's obviously going to be a game. They're well coached. They're obviously ranked. Um, I think they're losing right now to TCU, but I, I don't know. I can't just give us, all those wins, like I said earlier, I still think at West Va or at o- I know one of those games is going to be tight. I'm not saying we're going to lose, but yeah, I'd say both of them are going to be tight. We're not just going to. I cannot believe. Guy. I can't believe we were winning 35 to 19 against UCF and couldn't find a way to just play. I mean, we could have just played incredibly average the next 25 minutes of that basketball game. To to not get outscored by 17 points against UCF, we couldn't do that. Like, that's what's brutal. To be up 35-19 and lose that game is crazy. It's crazy. We went like five or six minutes scoreless in the second half. Didn't score a fucking point. Like, you can't knock down a jumper or get to the line. At some point, Kev shot two free throws, and they said that was the first time KU had shot free throws all night. Like, you can't get downhill and get fouled, get to the line, get an and one, knock down an open jumper against UCF. I know they're good defensively, but good God. They scored 19 points in the first, what, 17 minutes of the half? Like, you got to bury teams. <sighs> they haven't done it really all year. Like, who is a really good team that we kind of just – and UCF's not even really good, but who's a team that we just put away or blew out? Like even the really good wins we talk about, and Wichita I know those State. are good teams. Yeah, shockers. Yeah. Okay. I want to end on this note. Chat, you've got to participate with this one. Everybody, before we part ways, has to say something positive Fuck about this basketball team. Right now, chat, light it up. Give us a positive. Go. This would be really, really Bill's, awkward. <laughs> Bill Self's the coach. Good one. Good job, AB. B-turn, well, anything positive? Um, We have two potential All-Americans. Sharon, there we go. Bang. Sharon Collins. We'll be fine. Yes. Wow, thank you, Sharon. Looking for some positivity. 
KJ plays with energy. Uh, just a guy says that. The we bench two, woke up. We have two All-Americans. Lots of upward potential. <laughs> I like this. Positivity before we all head off and read Twitter where I promise. I can't do it. It's no. going to be a debacle, which is fair. If there was a time to melt down, I think losing this game in the way that we just did, I'm not going to be too judgmental of people that are melting down right now because that was bad. It was really bad. Anything else? Um, is this our last episode of the week? Braden, do you want to do Chiefs at some point? Yeah, I probably should. We play at one Saturday. So, I mean, if it's a tight game or something crazy happens, we can get on and go live. I'll I probably like be at Arrowhead in negative 20 degree weather. Which... That's just psychotic, dude. No way. Sports. We're going. Mike Jones, wake up game. I like that. Anyways, KU's going to win by 30 on Saturday is my uh, official prediction. What's the early line going to be? Because I do think there is an opportunity to catch that's, KU at a very low. That's why low... I'm waiting for Ken Palm to update. We were, what was TCU? We were minus four going into the game or going into today. We we're minus Oklahoma. nine against TCU. I bet it's four or five. Or was it nine or seven? No, What's the nine. Tonight, score it was seven. nine and a half because I was talking that uh, they hadn't beat TCU by double digits in like half a decade. So it'll probably be like four, four and a half on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see what Oklahoma does tonight. But they're down 40, I mean, shit, 34 at half. They might hop us in Ken Palm. What if they're favored? How many teams are ahead of us in the Big 12 on Ken Palm? Uh, I, I have no idea. Cookie. Jameer Nelson Jr. Um, Let's see. Uh, going into tonight. Why does it order like that? This is so three. stupid. Yeah. But OU's Houston, three spots below. Baylor, BYU. Iowa State's ahead of us now. What do you think our offense goes to? Thirty. It's 38th adjusted offense before Mr. It Ken. Was so, <laughs> it was so bad tonight. Can you text Ken for us Wait, and see what the fuck he's doing? The women's team beat Baylor tonight? Yeah. Saw that wow. earlier. What a win. What Thank a God. win. We should, have done a, we should have done a whole episode on that and pretended like this men's game that. didn't even <laughs> happen. So funny. Yeah. Just like at the end of our women's recap, we could have been like, oh, and it looks like the, the men lost to Central Florida tonight. Tough. We're just good at every sport, really. Football, volleyball, women's basketball. Men's mm-hmm. is on, on the rise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm I sorry. I, I almost don't even want to get off here until Ken Palm updates. It's usually like 20 minutes after the game. We're running at an hour right now. He's, all the the algorithm is... I, it's Connor asked good. about the Chiefs um, receivers, AB. We'll talk Can we about get a that later in the week. No, we'll I got to get off of here. I can't talk about this anymore. You just said I can't. Ryan's, Ryan's got furniture to move. I know, yeah, but that's just going to frustrate even me even more, and I'm going to just... I'll be on here until 10.30 if I see it before, so I might as well get off. Do you know yep. Nick Saban retired? Do you know Lance Leipold's going to Alabama? Stop. I'm so scared. Not about Alabama or Michigan, but like the Domino's boys. I, it's been an afternoon. It's pretty terrifying, but we can't start that rabbit hole right now. So, no. uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming to the Meltdown. Um, fun stuff. The Hawks are one and one in Big 12 play with a loss to Central Florida. That is a sentence that I thought I would never say in my life. Imagine saying that five years ago or even three years ago. It's wild. So I guess a quick calm down would kind of be Sharon's 9 team where you didn't have any starters back really at all. I don't think you had one starter back. They still got a three seed and should have made the final four. So, I mean, Cole played in the final four. Estot obviously made some big plays in the final four, but – that team had a new starter in Brady, um, new starter in Tyshawn, the Twins. Yeah, We're all worried it, about that team. We're all worried about 2012. Those teams both could have made Final Four. 2012 lost to Davidson. 2019 made a Final Four, lost to Washington at Sprint Center in one of the worst basketball games you'll ever lay your eyes on. So, yeah, I mean, here's yeah, the thing. We know, we know this team will improve. Those self teams always improve. They will. I just, the, I think my bigger question is what does them improving get them to? Like, can they get to the point where they improve enough to 
be able to compete for a national title? I don't know. That's the one thing I'm not sure on. Yeah, I have a tough time picturing this team getting hot six games in a row. Like, I just it, – it's tough to imagine it. I mean, it's tough to imagine it for anyone, really. It's tough to do, but I just – I don't know, man. Got to definitely obviously see more. You need more than just Kev and Hunter, two great players, all Americans, but you need a guard that can go. I got and, some positivity to end this real quick. <laughs> I, honestly, I do. <clears throat> there was a team that played at Kansas, you know, within the last, say, three to five years. And uh, let me go through some of the games. They beat number 43, Iowa State, by one point at Allen Fieldhouse. They beat Oklahoma, who was number 30, by three points. They beat K-State, who was 61st, by three points. They had to go to double overtime against Texas Tech, followed up by losing to, by 20 at home against Kentucky. We had the same doubts. This team stinks. This team isn't athletic enough. They're not strong enough. They're not fast enough. They don't shoot the ball well enough. And then what fucking happened? They yep. lose the they lose at Baylor. They lose at TCU, and then they go on a quiet eleven game win streak to win the national championship. So there's talent to do it. I have to see it before I can believe it. But the last time we won a national championship, we were having very similar conversations about the roster and how the team's looking. Doesn't Big exactly. Dave have a year left? Have Big Dave come run the high low with Hunter and just have Big Dave chuck threes. Bring back the time where Dave and Udoka were starting at the four and five together. Also, I, that's 20, the craziest thing. The problem um, with that comparison 2022 is that, started three NBA players. Yeah, like, and they had two point guards that you could say either one of them could start, and this team's backup point guards, KJ Adams. So <laughs> I guess we'll um, see. Okay, let me just I, – I realized earlier that I said the, the template, the script for every season. This is why I tweeted back in November – Here's my prediction for the season. KU will probably lose one to two non-conference games. Check. We'll have a bad loss or two in January. Check. Fans will melt down. Check. (laughs) Bill Self will call them soft. I don't think he did that yet, but I don't know if this team will be called soft, but maybe. No, he loves Um, Kev, KJ, and Dewan too. Yeah, which is why I'm also really confident this team will figure it out. They will start to look good in February. They'll win the Big 12, get a one seed. That, look at the, yeah. look at the last even, comment. Yeah, I, I got to get out of here, boys. These comments <laughs> are going to last gonna get me so fired up. It's going to get it. me so fired what? up. Best case is Sweet 16. Yeah. No, well, but that, the end, A, but the, the other one, like. Likely is first round loss. That team had wings who wanted to score once. In a, the team has Kevin McCuller averaging 20 points a night. He'd be the second player under Bill Self to do so. Yeah, I mean, we have. According to Vegas, we have the second and third favorites to win the Naismith Award. Yeah. We're Just need someone to step up outside of those two guys. We know. We've said this all season. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. And we this only had is, one this loss. That's how it goes. It's Going fun to melt down. It wouldn't be fun to be a fan if we didn't melt down. But For now sure. we all need to lock on. Now we need to lock in, get positive, and everything's going to be all right. I got to go. I'm going to get Big game Saturday. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. Thank you guys for being in here. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Rock Chalk.